How are we doing? It's good to be with you this morning. Uh, it's a privilege to be uh, here with you today at Christ Sanctuary. Uh, it's always a privilege to come in fellowship with another church um, to share uh, in worshiping the Lord with you guys. And so I'm, I'm excited to be here today. And I'm excited as always and always a little bit nervous to uh, preach God's word and to seek to do it faithfully, to honor the Lord this morning. And so if you have your Bibles, and I hope that you do, uh, please turn with me to Psalm 124. Psalm 124 is our passage this morning, so I'm going to begin by reading it out. Uh, I'm going to begin just above verse 1 with that little title there. The word reads, A Song of Ascents of David. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. When their anger was kindled against us, then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Question for you this morning. Where do you look for help in life? Where does your help come from? In a life where the world, the flesh, and the devil are against you, bombarding you, seeking to steal, kill, and destroy in and around your life, where do you look for help? Are your eyes set to the hills this morning? Are your eyes fixated upon Christ as the strength of your life? The psalmist wants this song this morning to encourage the saints to remember what God has done in their lives and to remember who God is for them, that they might take courage in the journey ahead. You know, life is long and we need help, don't we, to get through. Uh, we need to know that Christ is on our side and that he will see us through to the end. The psalmist is jealous in this song for God's praises as well. He's jealous for God's praises amongst the people. He wants to remind them of God's great workings, that they might give him the praise that is due his name. So two things are going on at the same time in the psalm. We are greatly helped and encouraged by God. And God is greatly praised for his workings. I believe that Psalm 124 is a potent antidote for those who have grown weary in their journey to remind us of what God has done for us, to lift us up and strengthen our feeble knees, to show us that we do have a hope and we do have a future because of what Christ has done. 
this song acts as a strong tonic to get us up, as it were, out of our sick bed in the morning and to put a song of praise in our mouths to Christ Jesus our Lord. It was given to bolster our worship and to, to bring forth thanksgiving and to set our eyes upon the Lord of our salvation. So let's dive into the psalm and let's see what God will do in us and for us this morning. Uh, but I just want to pray before we uh, jump in. Father, I thank you, God, that uh, you are our help, that you are our refuge, that you are our strong tower in times of need. Father, I thank you that you are for us. Lord, that for us who trust in the name of your Son, that you are for us, that you're with us, that you're among us, that you lead us, Lord, that you go before us and you guard us from behind. Father, I pray this morning that you would strengthen this church. I pray, Lord, that you'd strengthen each individual here, that you would help them, Lord, to set their eyes to the hills from where our help comes from. Lord, will you reveal your Son, Jesus Christ, to us this morning, O oh God, and help us to put our trust in him. We need you and we love you. Father, we look to you for strength this morning. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, starting, therefore, at the beginning of the psalm, verse 1, uh, we see that uh, David, as the author, poses a possibility in his mind. If if the Lord had not been on our side, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when people rose up against us, then this would have happened. David, as he composes this song, looks back to the past and sees God who was on their side, doing great workings of salvation in their midst, and he wonders to himself, what if God didn't intervene the way that he did? What if God had left us alone? What would have happened? What would it look like? This is a powerful practice, a powerful tool to reflect upon the past and contemplate what would have been. Now, David is a wise king and he cares deeply for the state of the people and so he writes this psalm because he, he wants to cause the people in their singing to remember what God has done and to praise him for it. He desires to see the people of Israel worship the Lord rightly. And so he wants them, and he wants them to have a rock solid confidence in the Lord moving forward. So he gets all the people to ask this question. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say. As a group, they are to reflect upon what would have been, what could have been their destruction and how terrible it could have been, which then would have naturally cultivated in them thankfulness for what actually did take place, for the help that was received from God. Now, I think David does this because uh, the people might not have naturally, and Actually, you just look at the history and they, they didn't naturally ask this question. Or at least they didn't ask it with any frequency. We are, and they were, frightfully forgetful creatures. 
And therefore, reminders are just so necessary, crucial even, both for God's praise and for our encouragement. We today need reminders. There's a reason why God calls us here this morning. There's a reason why he calls the people, his people together regularly to worship, to sing songs, to hear his word, to pray the word. And for us in a New Testament context to take the Lord's Supper, as we will do after this, to remember who God is and what he has done. So David here, he intentionally and he skillfully repeats the refrain, if the Lord, or if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. He does this to add effect. Please think about this this morning. If God were not on our side, when people rose against us, they would have swallowed us up alive. Just imagine Israel, where we would have been if God had not been with us, the psalmist is saying. If God had not been on our side. Now, what situation do we see in view here? Some have tried to nail this down to Singular events, uh, whether the exodus in Egypt earlier on or in the exile even later than David. So some don't think David wrote this. But it seems to me that the wording of this psalm is written in very general language in order to not tie its contents down to one specific, uh, specific event, uh, but rather to cover Israel's long history to cover multiple events. And then it is to be an anthem of praise to be sung by God's people in all future circumstances. We see uh, this in the general wording of verse uh, 2. When people rose up against us, or that, that could be translated, when man rose up against us. This is speaking of humanity in general. Are fighting against the people of God. Men of all races and creeds and times were, were and are rising against the people of God, against Abraham's offspring. Granted, however, to the, to, to the people that uh, certain events would have come to mind. Uh, possibly, David and the people's thoughts would have gone back to Goliath that monstrous enemy who defied the Lord's armies and defied God himself. Uh, and David, as a young boy, went out in faith, trusting and hoping in the help of the Lord. And he put that giant to the ground. God was on their side. The primary event, however, that probably came to the people's minds uh, was the Exodus story. <clears throat> Early on as a nation... The Israelites were slaves in Egypt. We Probably most of us know the story. We won't go over it. Um, the Egyptians uh, put them into bondage and slavery and treated them harshly. Uh, they were in the fierce grip of this cruel people. Then as time went on, the, the Lord saw their misery as the people cried out to him day and night. And God called them out of Egypt and he saved them out of Egypt. Then as the story moves on, as they are leaving, in Exodus 14, the people have now left Egypt uh, by God's mighty workings, but they are a feeble and fearful people. 
and you see them wandering out toward the sea with women, children, livestock. They're burdened and weary. And Pharaoh, at that time, has a change of mind. <clears throat> and he decides, I'm not going to let this people go. So he gathers his hordes and he pursues after the people. The people of Israel, you can almost imagine, naturally respond with great fear and unbelief. And they cry out to, or they, they speak to Moses and cry out uh, that they could go back to Egypt. They know that they will be swallowed up by Egypt's sword. Now, the Egyptians had chariots and trained men and great forces, yet the Israelites were feeble and vulnerable. So you can imagine how fearful they would be. So Moses, in response, speaks on the Lord's behalf, and he says, Fear not. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. And in verse 19, it says that the angel of God who was going before the host of Israel moved out and went behind them. And so God, as it were, stood between this feeble nation and this great horde, and he protected them. He was their help. If God were not on the side of his people, the armies of Israel, uh, Egypt would have slaughtered whomever they wished and enslaved the rest. This song is stirring up these memories in the minds of the people. If the Lord had not been on our side, our enemies would have swallowed us up in their anger. These kinds of salvation events happened time and time and time and time again. Just read the book of Judges and see people rising up against the people of God and the people would cry out to the Lord in their distress, and God would send them a deliverer, and he would save them from their foes. Unfortunately, however, the people would forget. They would forget time and time again. Forgetfulness and complacency are like a disease. It starts out like a subtle rash, but ends up covering the whole body. They would forget the Lord's great working and fall back into fear and fall back into the old ways. Looking uh, with me at, uh, at verse 3 to 5, I just want to quickly paint this imagery before we move on. Uh, the psalmist uses severe language to paint the starkest of pictures and to startle the hearer. The psalmist here is really preaching to the eyes. He's preaching to the imagination. He is compounding in front of them image upon image, graphic images, to produce grand results. Listen to this. <clears throat> then they would have swallowed us up alive. Do you hear in the words swallowed us up? This harkens back to Korah's rebellion uh, in Numbers 16, where God, in furious judgment, caused the earth just to rip apart and swallow up all the rebels. 
to swallow up their whole families, all of their family members and all of their possessions sunk down into the earth. Imagine, like, put yourself in this picture. Imagine running away, but the earth is just against you. It is just opening up and you're falling down into the heart of the earth, never to be mentioned again. <clears throat> it says, when their anger was kindled against uh, us, when their anger was kindled against us, the hatred of the world here is like a fire that is kindled, which then turns into an uncontrollable rage, burning everything in its path. Verse 4, then the flood would have swept over us. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. The people of God are like a small shrub that grows on the riverbanks, effortlessly swept away by the rising waters. There is no place to run from the flood waters. You may as well just sit down and embrace it. This is what would have been if God were not on their side. Complete and total destruction would be their lot. Put a lion and a lamb into a cage and you don't need much of a good uh, imagination to know what would happen next, right? This is what would have been. Take God's active protection, his sustaining power, his care and provision out of the picture, and Israel's enemies would have made a swift end of the people. Now, at this point, and at first, this song may seem a bit depressed, uh, particularly if you're just a positive kind of person and you just always want to see the cup half full. The call in this first bit is to consider the worst case scenario. It's just to ponder the absence of grace. But thankfully, the psalm doesn't end there. Praise be to God that though there are two ifs at the start, there really aren't any ifs. They are bad dreams that you are allowed to wake up from. The Lord was on their side. The Lord is on their side. The Lord did not allow people to swallow them up, but rather he thwarted the plans of the enemy, the council of the nations. God stopped their plans and put them to flight. And so what happens? Verse 6, praise springs forth from this contemplation. And joy comes in the morning, as it were. Read with me in verse 6. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Blessed be the Lord. The Lord be blessed. The, The Lord is to be praised. Exalt the Lord. Lift up his name for he has not given us as prey to their teeth. We were in peril. The mouth of the lion had closed around us, but God, our shepherd, rescued us out of the mouth of the beast. We have escaped. We were in a snare, like a fragile sparrow. Our wings were bound and our feet were clamped down. 
There was no hope. There was no way of escape. But God crushed the enemy. God did smash their traps. God did thwart their plans. Brothers and sisters, I want to bring this to us this morning and say that though this was the song of Israel in ancient times, as God saved them from their physical enemies and freed them from destruction, this psalm is also our song this morning. This is ours to sing. This is to be on your lips this morning. This song is the song of the redeemed. The saints of all the ages. This is their anthem. This psalm is for all those this morning who put their trust in the name of the Lord. Who trust in Christ. The Lord is our God. And we are his people. And God this morning is graciously bidding us to remember his saving works in our lives. Ask the question, saint, this morning. If it had not been the Lord who was on your side, then where would you be? Where would you be? Do you remember where you were, saint? Do you remember that you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. I've just quoted Ephesians 1. Um, was that Ephesians chapter 2, sorry, verse 1 on. Do you remember that this was your lot, that this is where you were before God intervened on your behalf? You were caught in the snare of the devil. You were caught, uh, captured by him to do his will, as 1 Timothy tells us. You were following the world. Helpless. You were being swept along by the torrent of this world. And you were addicted to your own sinful desires, unable to overcome the flesh. What would you be? Where would you be if God were not on your side? If God had not intervened and saved you from your enemies, even from yourself? But praise be to God this morning, through Christ Jesus, he has broken the snare for us who are in Christ Jesus. He has put the death blow to the enemy, to our adversary, the devil. He has overcome the world. He has broken the power of sin. I want you to know for you who are in Christ this morning, that he is on your side, that Christ is your surety, that he is your security. He is your savior. He is the captain of your salvation. He has fought for you and he has conquered. This is amazing. He has put all your spiritual enemies to flight and he will safely get you through the battle. He is your advocate before the Father in the court of heaven. He is interceding for you as your great high priest. Day and night, 
He is the one who has obtained for you every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He will comfort you, saint, in your trials. He will walk with you on the way. This is amazing. He goes before you, and yet he stands behind you. The Lord is among us, his people. He is with us, and he is for us. Would you say that with the psalmist this morning? The Lord is on our side. He will guard you from every temptation of the enemy and deliver you from the evil one. Oh, and he is the one, and this is beautiful, he is the one who will safely get you to heaven's shores. He will get you to the end if you are in him. And I want to say for those who don't know Christ this morning, I don't know all the people here. Uh, If any of you do not trust in the Lord this morning, he bids you to come to him. Put your trust in him and he will redeem you. He will rescue you from your enemies. And he will get you through to the end. May we say with the psalmist this morning, church, verse 8, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our help is in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who has saved us. It is because of him that we are saved. It is because of him that we can rejoice. It is because of him that we have been uh, let out of the snare. It is through his work that the snare of the enemy and the trap of the enemy was crushed. And it is because of him that we can fly safely into the Father's arms. Praise be to God. May rejoicing, may thankfulness, may praise just well up in your heart this morning as you reflect upon what the Lord has done. Uh, We've reflected upon what the Lord has done in our singing this morning, haven't we? As we heard the word read out to us, as we have prayed the word, and as we go to take uh, the Lord's Supper shortly, Praise the Lord for what he has done. Remember his work of salvation. Let's pray.